0: Sometimes I truly believe that the fantasy gods are real and they're constantly watching and the karma that you inflict in your dynasty life will forever impact the suffering, success or non-suffering that you experience in this game. And I, for one, am just grateful for the recent turning of tides that has occurred over the last couple of weeks Um, since, you know, maybe somebody ticked him off and that somebody wasn't me. But let me just say that uh, Corby's reaction to the Jonathan Taylor scenario was uh, gold. And I quote, I have no clue how this pans out for JT now. Just gonna close my eyes and drink until the first game of the season, and pray he's on the team. (laughs) Four, three, two, one.
1: My favorite weapon is a tank.
0: I'm gonna open up a bank just for this league. Don't
1: question my methods.
0: I was riding the market while I was. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty-life balance. I, I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life.
1: What a dude, Trap. You have had an absurdly nice run of luck recently. Absurd. I'm not even trying to put the, the mush on you, but I'm just, you know, I hope it continues for you, but I'm just saying it's it's like
0: news hit, news hit, news hit. Yeah, all good things for your team. It's been pretty wild. I like to think it has nothing to do with luck and everything to do with me making all of the right decisions. There's but some of that. that, would be a bold faced lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, nice little combo, yeah, little combo meal. You yeah, know? the
0: last couple weeks, like Saquon signed, all seems fine. Javante is like, as I predicted, being reported as the fastest to recover ever from an ACL, LCL, PCL since Adrian Peterson. Brock and, Purdy, uh, Purdy, yeah. Alec Pierce, George Pickens,
1: and your boy Justin Herbert locked in.
0: Yeah, nice little deal for him too.
1: Yeah, so some nice stuff coming out of camp and off season for for Paul here.
0: I am not complaining. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm just gonna just gonna pretend like nothing's even happening. <laughs> I am both humble and grateful. Um, and uh, praise the fantasy gods that have made this happen, and uh, later we may go worship a statue or sacrifice a lamb. We might even need to do an episode on...
1: But no, I'm not taking it too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) What's worked for Dynasty Fantasy Football Karma, and what has not worked, you know? We've we've had some experience, so it it would be interesting to see what's caused
0: the biggest uh, sway on these dynasty gods. I feel like I'm kind of the guy to talk about that. I, I tend to just will things into fruition sometimes. It blows even me away. Manifestation is powerful. Exactly. You've got to manifest that championship.
1: I have a, uh, a listener who wants us to manifest some success for him today with some Dynasty Life advice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly wh- what it was, but he, he hasn't had his rookie draft yet, so I'm guessing it's pertaining to rookies. Let's find out exactly what it is. We got my buddy Dave calling in. Dave and I have been playing redraft since, uh, uh, I don't know, almost like two decades now. So he's taking the plunge into Dynasty and uh, he's looking for some Dynasty life advice. Dave,
0: how you doing?
2: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Good, man. Thanks for calling in. We're uh, we're always happy to take a little... Uh, inquiry here and and give (laughs) out a little dynasty life advice now that we've coined this fantastic term of ours. (laughs) Um, And I just want to say thanks for being with us, I think, since last year when uh, that term may or may not have existed. And uh, anyway, on that note, go ahead and give us a little background on uh, what's going on.
2: Okay, well, see, first of all, uh, Bruce Hall was recommended from from you guys last year. So thank you for that. I feel good about that. Um, I did draft them after getting your advice last year. So you're one for one. All right, I'll take Um, it. Nice. You should probably stop now. (laughs) (laughs) So this year, uh, I have another draft question. Um, I now have the rookie draft coming up. I finished four. Well, I have the four overall pick. I kind of faded down the stretch last year, even though I had a a pretty decent team. Um, I have the four and I have the eight.
1: Okay. Um,
2: So it looks like I'll be getting kind of my pick of those receivers uh, after that Top three, I'm assuming, goes uh, running back, running back, and JSN. Um, it looks like I'll be getting my pick of the Addison, Johnson, and Flowers uh, trio. And then maybe, you know, thinking about what I want to do with that eighth pick, I'm also thinking about maybe packages for a trade. But I just want to maybe start with one of my best prospects for the four overall pick.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think, I think when we when we went through the rookies this year, four is really where it gets tough. Right, it, it really is a turning point. You got those three really blue chip, high cali- caliber prospects, and then and it's really tough. You know, you're taking a shot. Um, do you have any interest in moving up into that top three?
2: So that I do. Um, my running backs, I think, are kind of a strength. Uh, I don't. I don't think one would go. Um, I don't think anybody's trading for Bijan, but yeah, for maybe like two. I don't think I would trade up for JSN, but uh, I do have some interest in two. Try to steal away Gibbs. I do have some decent running backs. I have Brees Hall, I have Najee, I have Miles Sanders.
0: Okay. And
2: okay. I even have some like sleepers and like kinda, you know, Gainwell, who knows? Um, and I'll probably say his name wrong I'm on Atlanta, Alger.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I, there you go. That's a ridiculous name. But I, have, I feel like I felt like I
2: have strong running backs and some depth at running back. Um, but I also really, really like it So gotcha. um, I was thinking maybe four and eight. For it to try to get Gibbs, I don't even know if that would be accepted. I think people are pretty high on Gibbs right now.
0: Well, trips a good guy to talk about that. He actually did almost that something exactly like that. Yeah, uh, Dave, I did game. trade
1: up from uh, I think seven to, to two. I traded uh, my my seventh pick and then a whole bunch of second round picks uh, to get Dobbins <laughs> and uh, the second overall pick. Um, how many teams are in your league? There are ten teams in my league. Ten teams, so second round picks have a little bit more value. But Paul and I believe that um, you know this this class is maybe weak at the back end of the first. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: is you ready for me to jump in? Trim, yes, I'll please, jump in. please. Right. I, I'm struggling over <laughs> here.
1: I will say though, uh, Dave, I'm I'm I do me. have Gibbs and Brees Hall, and one of the reasons that I'm so excited about that is because of this contract situation going on with the running backs in the NFL. So to have two uh, running backs that are elite on rookie contracts, knowing that they're going to be under contract and have to play for the next, you know, five years is is really really nice, a nice thing to have. But I'll let Paul so, take over. Go so ahead.
0: I'm going to take this from the top here. Um, I think you're right that sit, sitting at four is where the draft becomes a little bit risky. You are you sitting there because you finished. Is that the pick? Like, did you finish, f- towards, the finish. Okay. Yeah, finish towards the bottom? That's where I finished. Okay. Yeah, I finished towards the bottom, yeah. All right, all right. And so you've got some young running backs and two first-rounders. Are you stocked up beyond on on draft picks after the two first-rounders and next year, or just pretty standard? Standard. I have
2: all my picks, um, you know, but no extra picks.
0: Right. Uh, so this... I also
2: am pretty thin at receivers, uh, so mm. the, that – Make me tempted to just get two receivers at four and eight, and right. hope that one of them pans out as well, um, or, or both of them pan out. But yeah, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm sitting at.
0: Okay, if it's me, I'm probably trying to walk away with Addison and Kincaid. Yeah, um, Addison. yeah, probably just and I, but I, I do have gotten. Okay, okay, I would I wouldn't be afraid. I wouldn't be afraid to trade that eighth pick away. I, I, this is coming from somebody who's notoriously notoriously low on pass catchers in this class, beyond a couple of guys. Um, and I do all and who loves the pass catchers from the last two classes.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think about trading that fourth pick for somebody who's maybe maybe already established. If there's like a. Somebody who's really excited about this draft class, and you can steal away a young receiver you like for that fourth pick.
0: That'd be a pretty solid way to yeah to figure I mean, out I, this pr- problem. I think I think I traded a first and a second away, like the one o eight and the second or third away for Olave, uh, and that was mm. maybe a little bit of a fleecing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, do you have yeah, a trade block? But are, you, I, I,
1: are you on the sleeper app? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, do they have a trade block? Can you, like, throw your fourth overall pick out on the trade block and see what comes back around?
2: Uh, No, but I'm considering throwing it in the group chat. They might, but I, I was going to consider throwing that in the group chat to get the little buzz going.
0: Yes. Move. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: highly I, recommend I, at least seeing what comes of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, w- I definitely yeah. would because that's, cause the thing is, it sounds like with the running backs that you have on your team and Najee and Brees, like – you're with pretty sad with the running back. Like years one through three is kind of the window, you know? And right. if, if you faded towards the end last year, you feel like you can contend this year. Then i, might, I do. I do. Yeah. Then yeah. I like, if you're trying to go win a championship and this isn't a multi-year rebuild and it sounds like it's not, I would maybe be seeing who can I get for those picks that can either is being slept on a little bit right now. It's going to take a big jump next year. I would not give them away for anybody that, is fading or on the back end of their career, right? Like I would, I would be looking at first and second year guys that maybe somebody hasn't recognized that they have an ability to break out yet. Like I do think Traylon Burks could be one of those guys. I think Alec Pierce is one of those guys. I know I've talked about him a million times, but like, those are, those are the folks that I might be looking at right now as like an alternative to just picking where I am. Um, Right. If you can trade them both up, trade both of them and move up to get Gibbs I would probably do that, too. Um, mm. But if I sat there and it was me taking the picks, <clears throat> I would definitely take Addison at four. And and I would, for me, that pick at four would actually be between Quentin Johnson and Jordan Addison. I'd be kind of wrestling with myself right. as to which one I like better. So I would watch. Uh, when's the draft?
2: Uh, the 31st. So I got some time to take the
0: grind. And there you go. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say.
1: You'll enjoy Addison's tape. You will not like Quentin Johnson's if you watch it. It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm leaning Addison. Um, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat between those two, leaning Addison. And then the only last, the last thing I was thinking is, if let's say Flowers dropped. because this league is a little un- unpredictable, um, okay. and and he's there at eight, and it's him and Kincaid. And let's say I got Addison at four. Uh, I, would you I, go Flowers or would you go Kincaid?
1: I would probably take the second receiver because receivers in that first round hit at about 50%. Like when a receiver is drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, about 50% of those produce at high-end level for fantasy. So if you take two, you know, you got a pretty good shot that you're going to get one of them. Even if it's not the best class in the world, you're going to probably get some value. Tight ends are a little bit more tricky. Uh, Kincaid is like all world ceiling because of the lack of targets or the lack of uh, productive receivers in Buffalo and Josh Allen's elite skill. So, you know, he's, he's on that Travis Kelsey ceiling trajectory, which is hard to pass up. But if you already have Goddard, you're looking to contend. I would probably just double down a receiver. can never have enough good ones in dynasty.
0: I, yeah, with, with what you've said, so far and just ability to help next year and in the immediate like future, I do think Flowers is probably the way to go. But honestly, if it was me, I would probably take the future pick and I would probably go Kincaid. I'm pretty high on him, but it's not I'm telling you that, but it's not necessarily the right move for where you're at because Flowers is somebody who I think could potentially be putting up points and help me win a championship next year. Tight ends historically take longer to develop. That said, I think he's a really good tight end. I think you would be getting a better prospect in Kincaid and with flowers. I think you're kind of getting the right now guy, but you're not. We're splitting hairs a little bit there, I guess. Yeah, Get, um, get,
1: get creative, Dave. You know, you might even be able to do, if you think you're going to get Kincaid, you might even be able to do Goddard in your fourth, Yeah. Um, You know, for something pretty nice. Right. right. Uh, It's
0: a if you're getting Kincaid, you're picking him not for this season, you're picking him for the season after, and the season after that and years two through six with Josh Allen. That's what you're picking him for. Right. Not rarely does a tight end step in and make an impact in year one. Yeah. He would yeah, most
2: likely be a backup. Uh Sit on him for a little bit, or yeah, a, a year. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, even he, if you're stacked enough, he's a taxi squad guy for a year. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know about that. But um,
2: or even even a trade chip. Even you know he starts flashing late in the year, and then it's like, you know, maybe I'm moving. Uh, it, it, it seems like if, if it's a Kelsey ceiling, which a lot of people are, are kind of in agreement with, it's very tempting. It would be a nice problem to have. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, well, see see if there's a, a a trade for that fourth overall. I think is what we're what we're looking at right here is maybe the I best like thing it. to explore. Yeah, I, I like
0: it. I like to. You're in that situation where I I sometimes like to just spray offers, like <laughs> and left and right? Just ones that are. Like, I think that's my first order, but... <laughs> yeah, like a little bit good for me, you know, like a yeah. little bit lopsided. But there's four, right. four or five of them out there. You and know. you just never know yeah. what's gonna what's gonna spark a little negotiation there. I mean, if I'm sitting exactly. at two and my team's in a certain position, and it's a long-term rebuild, I'm at least considering. Oh yeah, you're uh, If you're sending four and eight my way in the same year, yeah, um, yeah. in the year. worst case scenario,
2: yeah, I, I'd go back to four and eight, which is fine. Right. But I think I, I think uh, throw out some offers, see if I can maximize it, and if not, I'd be happy with Addison Flowers. Or Addison yep. Uh so I think that's, if, I have a good thing to fall back on.
0: I and I also wouldn't rule out. I don't know if you listened to our last episode, but I wouldn't rule out stacking that for another future first, like a twenty. Like if you can trade 8 trade eight for 2025 first rounder with someone that you think is going to suck, I might do. Mm-hmm. It.
1: Next yeah. year's class is strong. You think? Oh yeah, at, especially at receiver. Yeah.
2: I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. So if you can, okay. Uh, okay.
1: you know, get your pick this year for a pick next year and a receiver you like, there you go. And the last thing I'll leave you with is, Dave, in the ten-team leagues, you want to look for ceiling. All right, and you know, uh, less less players are starting, so you really want to shoot for those high-end, high-caliber players if you're
0: going to win. That's a good point. Gotcha. That was a quick adjust. That's an adjustment that I've made myself. Fiercely over the last.
1: Depth is less important in these smaller leagues. Yeah, yeah, and right. and, and top
0: tier, top five finishers are more important. Yes, go after
1: those guys yeah. with all your might.
0: Any, anyway, get Got players you. that finish with lots of points. That's our <laughs> advice. In the end. Thank you. Thanks for calling Perfect. in.
1: <laughs> all right, well, thank you
2: guys. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Appreciate it, Dave. Have a good one.
2: Bye. All right, see you guys.
0: All right, so little dynasty life, Colin. We don't get that too often. I
1: like it. We've had some inquiries. i got to do a better job at um, setting them up.
0: Well, you know, you're not also running a full-time business on the side or anything like that. Um, Dynasty is life, Paul. (sighs) No excuse. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Speaking of which, I've got a bad back. I might need an adjustment later. (laughs) welcome Um,
1: anytime, sir.
0: (sighs) Gatorade break. Shout out to the sponsor. Um, So (laughs) Gatorade, that one was free. Next time you have to pay us. The, uh, here's 50 cents, Paul. Um, okay. So next order of business today. Let's go. Very excited. We're, we're doing the rankings. It's, it's rankings time. People are heading into their mocks or their mocks, their rookie drafts. We have already done our rookie draft. And I think that maybe now it's time to to throw out there the dynasty is life rankings. And we're gonna do this in our own unique way. I'm gonna battle you, Paul. Battle rankings. That is right. Battle rankings, bitch. Let's go. Um here we go. Back and forth. If I don't like Tripp's ranking, you can bash it. But too freaking bad. I have to also it as my own. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be painful because this will ultimately be our dual combined. Both of our names yeah. on it rankings.
1: Yeah. So you almost so have to you, like battle me, but also work with me. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. So we'll see how. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, we're going to keep the theme of wide receivers rolling here. I like it. That's what Dave's question was about. That's what uh, these first set of rankings are to be about. And um, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you the number one choice. Okay.
1: Go. It's hard to mess up the one overall when there's a Justin Jefferson in the league. You know, leading in points, targets, yards, you name it, with his youth. Uh, regardless of who his quarterback may be in the future. I just don't see a drop-off. He seems committed. You know, he's not really making any rifts in the locker room or with the GM or anything like that. So I think it's just a home run dynasty centerpiece for for any team.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I don't disagree, but I would put Jamar Chase right there. And since he's on my team, I might have put him ahead. He's got a little more stability and
1: familiarity with his quarterback. There's no denying that is a factor. Plus longevity. I do worry about the Burrow-Chase combination sometimes being banged up a little bit more early in their career.
0: Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I could see health being a factor, but I don't know. Nice to have that QB locked down, uh, Joe Cole.
1: <laughs> All right, who you got number three? Well, another uh, BFF QB wide receiver combo, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown, similar to the reasons that Jamar Chase was tempting at that one overall is just because, you know, he is locked in with Jalen Hurts, and he has shown that he's Jalen Hurts not only top target but best friend, and uh, (laughs) I think they're going to figure it out for a long time. He is a monster. There's a lot of targets to go around in Philly, but it just seems like a really good situation that's not going to change it anytime soon and can put up. Elite numbers, so I'm feeling pretty good with AJ Brown at, at my third receiver overall right now.
0: Okay, um, I would have put AJ there too.
1: We're not Eagles fans or anything,
0: and and that's part of what's going on here is because <laughs> you probably have to be considering Lamb. Um, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll go CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, I mean, Four. he's awesome. He had 167 targets last year, 10 touchdowns. You know, he's, he's balling out with Dak and with Cooper Rush and whoever they put back there.
0: Hopefully he's not a cowboy much longer.
1: They're going to probably <laughs> have to pay him, and, you know, some some players that they like on their roster are going to get the chopping block, because I do, I do not see them letting him go. No, No
0: way, right? I, I mean it, yeah uh, there's two guys then there's two guys after him though that I am maybe thinking about putting ahead
1: yeah it in, gets,
0: in a dynasty ranking.
1: Yeah, I think we, we might be thinking about the same two three players right now. Uh, I'm gonna go Jalen Waddle uh, next. He had elite rookie season, sophomore season, elite pedigree. And he's getting target share with Tyreek Hill there. So that goes to show how important he is to his offense. You know, if there's going to be a team that just throws to two players, that second player has to be something as well. Um, And in the PPR world, he's seen as like this, you know, underneath guy, but he's really not. He gets down the field. Yeah, he can do it all. He can do it all. He'll be doing more.
0: Yeah. each season
1: and he's and he's in the Mike McDaniels offense too. is very accurate we don't know if he's going to be there or not but I trust that offense to be able to feed him regardless of the situation
0: Uh, Garrett Wilson slides in next Um, I think he just from his rookie season and the future you're looking at age speed shown it you're you're pretty clearly pretty clearly set if you got garrett wilson as your you know stud for the next couple of years so i'm gonna put him put him there at uh where where are we number six
1: do you worry about um turnover at quarterback with aaron Rodgers being so old
0: not really oh. um you know, when you're that good you know you're that good you okay. look at what he did last year with god knows who <laughs> you know <laughs> So, not too worried about that. I actually thought about putting both those guys ahead of CD Lamb.
1: Yeah. And I think the last person in that tier of these young receivers is Amon Ra, St. Brown. He's been an incredible target monster. And I think a lot of his potential has been uh, untapped just because of the way they've been using him. I know he's been vocal about wanting to expand his route tree a little bit more. And if you look at the way he's played, it's definitely been a little bit limited. And even with that, he's still put up elite numbers. You know, if you drafted him, you got to steal. He, he wasn't anywhere near the top of rookie drafts. And, uh, he was number, uh,
0: yeah, we were all over him
1: though. <laughs> that was my biggest dynasty. Life regret was passing up on him, but oh really? yeah, I, I,
0: loved his USC tape.
1: He was awesome. He's he's flown under the radar and today the day he will get his credit and is no longer under the radar. We got him as a top 10 dynasty receiver. Good job, Aman Ra.
0: I like it, Trip. I like it a lot. Um I you might not like this one though. Okay. Um some may think I've got this too high, but I put Chris Olave right there behind him.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at that at all. The
0: oh, good.
1: <laughs> he's good. I think he's going to he, he he's going to get a lot more points this season. He excels with the deep passes and Andy Dalton did not excel <laughs> with the, the the deep passes so Yeah. Um their car is better and he throws them a lot. He's not like top tier deep pass accuracy, but uh, yeah. he he he, he he has the courage to throw it. So Olave is going to catch a lot more deep balls, which those chunk plays translate into a lot more fantasy points. <sighs> Things are starting to get a little tricky because yeah. you're running out of the younger receivers who have already, already shown it. Shown it. Uh, there's a couple left that I'm looking at, but it's so hard to ignore these elite veterans. And I'm really torn between two of my Favorite favorite players right now, um, but I'm gonna go Devontae Smith. Um, he's so good, you know. I've he's been my favorite player before he was an Eagle. Since he's drafted as an Eagle, his route running, his speed, separation, his catch radius, his approach to the game, uh, his business like mindset. I it's like just,
0: it. I like it a lot.
1: And there is some kind of like, is he a little bit kind of. Um, Hold down by being with A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts. But then you look around the league, and there's a lot of teams excelling with two receivers, so it it gives you a little bit more safety in having somebody this high who's not even the wide receiver one on their team.
0: Yeah, and I think you worry a little bit about how long that's going to be the case, right? Um, For a guy like Jalen Waddell, you don't necessarily, you know, Tyree kills 29. Exactly. And AJ Brown's twenty six, so <laughs> like they're gonna be that one two punch probably for a long time. So that that's that's a little bit of a difference maker. Speaking of Tyree Hill. that was yeah, this you gotta is, get him. <laughs> this is kinda, this is kinda, it's kind. I mean, but I look at like him and like Stephon Diggs, who are both twenty nine, and I look at like Cooper Cup and, and Devontae Adams, who are thirty, and it's It's really hard for me. To sit here and put him this high on a dynasty ranking when I feel like for my team there are guys that are, you know, ADP wise at least way lower on the rank on, on the ADP list, but are just way younger. Yeah, right? they have that youth. So like I need to like think about like JSN, Drake London. I mean, there's a couple of guys that are, like, low here. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows how high I am on George Pickens. Uh, See, uh, like, uh, Fantasy Bros, I think, has him, like, 30-plus. Like, I think that's insane for a dynasty ranking. But, um... (sighs) All right. (laughs) So that all being said, (laughs) I think I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Okay. Um... You know, we just sort of talked through that Not so afraid of being a number two anymore I could also see him Being the guy that they let walk Yeah um, Contract year You know, He's going to want that extension They know they're going to have to pay a lot of people Including Burrow And Chase So I, I think T may find himself In a number one spot at some point In the next couple of years So I'm going to put him right there Um and Tyree's going to have to wait. Did you not take Tyree Hill? No.
1: Took Ty- took Ty- what are you doing <laughs> to me, Paul? What are you doing to me here? I had my next pick all ready to go. Uh, I can't let Tyree fall any further. He's a league winner. He has been the top point scorer at receiver, and he's just done it year after year. you got to think another year in the offense, another year with Mike McDaniel, another year with Tua. He's going to put more points up, and even if it's only for – you know, two, three more years, having a wide receiver one for two, three years is pretty valuable in Dynasty. So, uh, I, I cannot let, as much as I wanted to pick somebody else right now, I cannot let him fall any further. He is just too good, too elite. He was my number one buy for contending teams this season. Tyreek Hill, can't wait to watch those Dolphins games.
0: All right, all right. Well, you broke the uh, the old guy bubble. <laughs> so... So I'll probably keep keep rolling there. I'll I'll put Stefan Diggs behind him.
1: Yeah, he he had to come soon. He he's like every offseason it's like is he going to move on? Is he going to get a new contract? And then he just plays great with Josh Allen. Yeah. Year after year. Okay. So I thought I might have had to take this player a little higher, but I'd say this is probably appropriate. I'm definitely higher than most on Drake London. I really do see him as an elite dynasty cornerstone X receiver. Either Desmond Ritter is good or they're getting rid of Desmond Ritter. You know, there's not going to yeah. be mediocrity there forever. Um and I think his his stock is going to rise fast and he And he's not just like a bully receiver. He wins on his routes. He creates separation. He has great hands, great box out ability as a former basketball player. So um, I I could have put him higher. Uh, That's probably where I was going to go. If you took Tyreek Hill, I would have taken Drake London over T. Higgins, as much as I hate to say it as a T. Higgins owner. But I am a Drake London fan.
0: Yeah, I don't blame me. I think it's close. Uh, I mean, in a similar capacity, I mean, in a similar capacity, I got to put JSN here.
1: Wow, um, our first rook.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I was thinking, I put him ahead of DK.
1: Yes, I would too.
0: Um, who's sort of proven to be maybe potentially a one-trick pony in a lot of ways. We'll see if he can break out of that mold, and if he does, he turns into Megatron. But. Hasn't done it yet. It's been a couple years. I think JSN maybe has a chance to be a more complete receiver. So sliding him in there.
1: All right. Well, I think I I I feel another little tear break here. Uh, I like that first, second, and third group we kind of came up with. This next pick it's just out of respect. You know, to drop this guy any further is just disrespectful to the former Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup. Uh. And I think he's going to be all right. Um, I worry about the O line. I worry about yeah. Stafford,
0: and he's like already injured. Like I, like if it's me, I like I, and I, the way I feel about those these guys for dynasty overall value, I like. It's almost hard to put him on the list. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't
1: want to put him here, but like I said, this one's just about right. It's about respect. Like this man has done in this league is insane. So. You know, I'm probably, now, yeah, yeah, I'm probably not going crazy for this player um, in my dynasty, but even in redraft, I'm a little apprehensive, but he, he's here. He deserves to be here.
0: All right. <laughs> you say so. Um, I'm going to put Devontae Adams in here because I would have probably put him ahead of, of Cup, I think, from a guy who can play well or well into his 30s standpoint. He has shown Devontae good health. Yeah. gives me more confidence. Um, so I'm going to put him there at uh, 16. He's definitely the target
1: hog of the offense. Are you worried about Jimmy G's ability to get him the ball at all? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Frightened as hell.
0: Um, I just, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He'll, he'll put up Put up probably top 10 numbers the next two years. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe one's like seven and the next one's like a nine finish, but... Worth it. For 16 overall, if you're a contender, that's, that's valuable.
1: Yeah, for him to be this low is just kudos to the young wide receiver talent in the NFL today. Oh, man, there's a lot of it. You know, if we did this list, you know, a couple years ago, so many of these players... Aren't even in the league yet. So it's it's an exciting time for, yeah.
0: for Dynasty. I'm just happy to I'm scrolling through the rankings and some of the, some other sites here. I'm just happy that I can bring you guys information like the fact that Alec Pierce will finish as a top twenty wide receiver in this year when he's sitting there at sixty two. Sixty
1: two. wow. I saw something interesting about him. He had uh he was the lowest in the league for percentage of snaps in the slot and the highest in the league for percentage of snaps out wide.
0: Huh. Yeah. I think he was somewhere near the top in uh yards per target too. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> a, a big play outside receiver. Um with a big play outside quarterback. Uh, oh, it's See a good match. I, I I I am. I haven't put him on the list yet though, and we're sitting here with uh, our overall wide receiver ranking and looking for somebody in the number seventeen slot.
1: All right, Paul, I got a name for you. I've been waiting for this guy to pop forever, uh, and I'm still waiting, and I think it's gonna happen. Uh, Jerry Judy. Um, oh God. <laughs> He is oh such God. an elite oh talent. Yeah, we go again. And maybe he lacks some of that, you know. It factor. George Pickens. Toughness. Mike Evans. Yards after catch. What? Oh, no, he's, he's good at yak. He, he, mm. he can get himself some yak. It's just reeling the ball in uh, against defenders, which is why he's such a separation specialist. He's explosive. He, he can get some yak. He can get separation. Um, he's had terrible coaching, terrible quarterback play. He's just so good. His pedigree from Alabama being with, you know, uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, uh, Henry Ruggs, being with all those guys and being the youngest out of the group and being the alpha out of the group and showing that he can beat NFL quarterbacks. It's just, will they get him the ball? Will he be on the field enough? Will the offense be on the field enough?
0: Blinded by the I am, I am I am. I am. I'm, I, 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 of the crimson I'm taking, dark. Of the crimson
1: uh, I'm taking him in <laughs> Dynasty and Redraft this year, so um, I'm putting my chips in a little bit. We'll uh,
0: see. All right, all right. Soil our rankings with <laughs> Jerry Judy at 17 overall. Um, it's not can, too out. What can I do to ruin him? <laughs> um, you know, I think that... I think that we're at quite a crossroads here because I'm going to put DK on the board here. Okay. Um yeah, he deserves to be there for sure. Yeah. I th- I think there's all there's still this like upgrade potential there. It's looking less likely than maybe it once was that he'll sort of step out and you know really become that just absolute takeover game, Calvin Johnson type. Yeah, he was once certainly like. certainly has a physique for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, I, I feel like that still could happen, and so for that reason, I I got him next. And I put him before sort of some of these, like, 27, 28-year-old guys who I think are already doing it. You say, Yeah, that's where um, I'm
1: looking next, too. And, yeah. And DK... He was once like, "You better give me three first round picks, or we're not even starting the conversation." Like after his rookie year, it was
0: right. It was wild. Right. Um, that next step never never a guarantee. Uh, that's why you look. That's why I tell people to look at work ethic and football IQ. Yes. because so, the, the hardest steps to predict in a player are not a breakout rookie season. It's a break up second <laughs> season. I don't mean break up in like, you know, split from my girlfriend break up, but like breaking into the next elite level. Right. And, and I sort of see like the work ethic. I know I keep talking about Alec Pierce and George Pickens. Those are my, <laughs> those are my two acquisitions this off-season where I saw some of these traits that make me think these guys could break into a, an elite tier, you know, this season. And with Alec Pierce, it's the work ethic. With George Pickens, it's a little bit of both, a combination of work ethic and just I'm the best receiver in the world
1: attitude. You will get your moment to gloat on George Pickens if he makes your top 30, and I will be interested to see. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, dude. <laughs> so... You you'll get well, your George. Figgins I think it's moment. your turn, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh... it is my turn. It is my turn. You went DK, okay, and then uh you said it, right? This is where you get those like 27, 28, 29 receivers that are still kind of balling out a little bit and it makes it tough. <sighs> the youngest out of that group that I see who just changed teams, got his contract, and is gonna be the focal point of the offense. As much as I'm not feeling great about it, I would put DJ Moore here. Um, Just, you know, value-wise, I think this is where he slides in with being the absolute clear number one after being held back for so long, but still consistently putting up, you know, wide receiver two numbers. So can he make it to that wide receiver one? If yes, great. If not, if he's still in that wide receiver two, you know we're picking wide receiver twos right now, so um, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm not jumping up for joy, but I'll, but I'll take it here. George Pickens.
0: <laughs> I put him put him right here at twenty. Um, I I know you think it's uh it's too high, but it's happening. I don't I don't um, because I think he's gonna be the number one in Pittsburgh. I think it's a great position to be in. I think. He checks every box in terms of elite, super star catchability. Yeah. And the one box that he doesn't check that people are questioning is about separation and sort of can he get a little bit more agile. Like this is a guy that literally had an ACL surgery the year before he was drafted. Yeah. He literally played last season coming off an ACL. Yeah. I mean, he jumped. All right, he got a little bit in the national title game, which just makes him a freak even more. Yeah. But then this is a guy who's literally out here like, I'm not satisfied unless I'm the greatest in the world at this. Yeah. And is vocal about it. All right, dude. <laughs> Let's go. He's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, honestly, part of me thinks that I could be low. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm. So. A, yeah.
1: I'm and, also a high. And
0: the start, the, the just the count cal- that. The elite athleticism profile since high school, like yes, that the chance, pedigree, the pedigree checks the whole way. Oh yeah, he was the number
1: one in the class above the Garrett Wilsons, the the Chris Olave's, the Drake Londons. Since high school, it was the only thing that sent him back was the injury. And then exactly. now it's like the you know tape numbers people right kind of seeing the the separation route running thing. But to your point, he was injured. Yeah. And I think we're both higher on him than most people are. Uh, I, You know, I drafted him, and it was tough to let go of him. <laughs> and
0: charged me a fortune.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm definitely higher on him than the rest of the Dynasty community, but you are way, way higher than the rest <laughs> of the people. So uh, I had to give you your guy and come away with some assets, but I love, uh, I love sticking to your guns there. It's going to be tough for me to watch dealer's games. For the next 10 seasons, knowing he was once a yeah, draft pick of mine. We're on
0: the east side of the state. It's always been tough for us to watch Steelers <laughs> games. It's nothing new. All um, right. So, okay, yeah. you go Pickens.
1: Um, this is – Do it. This is tough. Stay with me. Um, Stay with me, Trip. This is tough.
0: Stay down here below 25 with me.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go upside here. Jeez. Um, I'm going to go upside. I'm going to go Christian Watson. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. He's so young. No, no I, that's what I wanted. Okay. Uh, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, he's
1: he's so young. Um, he wasn't young for his class, but he's young for what he's been able to do in the NFL. The way he has yeah. dominated games I when mean, giving the opportunity the, is just, it. you don't yeah, see it.
0: I mean, and the way I look at it right now is like if I was doing a startup draft in Dynasty, and I'm choosing between – I mean, I'll just tell you my next person that I'm going to put on the board is Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, But, like, if I'm choosing between Christian Watson and Debo right now, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Christian Watson. Yeah. I mean, it it depends a little bit. If, like, I've structured my team to have all these win-now guys, then maybe I go Debo. But, like, even then, like, I don't know that those two are too far off in the seasons that they're about to have. Yeah. You know, Debo, you put here because he is still a do-it-all kind of guy, but I don't think he's getting the – now that McCaffrey's there, it has really kind of hindered – The target percentage. What they need Debo to do, and in a way that he's okay with because it keeps him healthy for longer, you know, throughout his career. So, anyway, he's still a stud, so you got to put Debo in there at 22, but –
1: yeah, well, I'm I'm happy you did that, Paul, because I was going to ask, can I just pick the Niners wide receivers? Um, yeah, so put, IU yeah put IU great behind them. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put IU great behind them. Debo has been on my cell for a while since his big season. I just think that uh, there's other players that weren't there yet that are there now, um, and IU, could, by all accounts, had a great year last year, took a next step up, uh, is going to have more opportunity, and it seems to, have to be taking another step up in an elite offense, uh, so – Regardless of, of quarterback there, I don't want to open that door up. I'll just say Brandon, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> yeah, Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean, and I do actually think that Brock Purdy is going to be good. So, yeah. Um, if this, uh, it, things get hard here for me uh, in a big way. We just said they had the Niners receivers, and I'm like, we're at 23. I'm wondering about the Bucks receivers. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. These are two guys that are both really good in this league. I think it's almost travesty that Chris Goblin's not on this list yet. It's just they are both in their late 20s and working with a, a, a bad quarterback situation, even though for most of their careers they did have a bad quarterback situation. You just have to wonder... You know, does that really –
1: <laughs>
0: what's the fall off? You know what I mean? Um, and, and for that reason, I think i got to throw – I think I'm going to slide Calvin Ridley in there in front Ooh. of him. Um, I think people just forget.
1: Ooh, I forgot. Um, and I love Calvin.
0: Yeah, I think people just forget, like, how good he was and he's coming into a Jags offense. I love that pick ball. A year, a year healthy, you know. I mean, I, I'm probably – drafting him over Evans and Godwin in a startup right now. I mean, easily same age as Godwin and just look at what's going on down there in Jacksonville and how freaking pissed this guy's got to be to get back out there on the field and do some damage. Just hope he stays healthy and all that. And, and, and you know, there hasn't really been a huge injury history. Yeah. Um, not that Godwin's had a little bit of one and he has, um, Godwin reminds me of like a, Evans seems to like pull the same hamstring in the playoffs every <laughs> year. <time>. Um, <coughs> in the fantasy playoffs, that is. but anyway, yeah, tough decision. That's yep. the direction I'm going. Going Ridley. All right, I'll
1: hold off on my Godwin talk in case I end up picking him if we let him fall too low. But I'm going to dip back into this youth pool a little bit again here, and I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. Um, you know, I think it was odd. Last year, maybe it's just the Commanders franchise, but to see a player with his profile get drafted twentieth overall in the NFL draft and then fall so far in dynasty rookie drafts, uh, it was a little perplexing, right? He, yeah, he hasn't had an injury history. He has the breakout age. He's got the you know production metrics. You know the draft capital. Do we really hate the Commanders that much? <laughs> maybe. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I that's the whole reason for this. Yeah, uh,
1: maybe. But yeah, uh, all those other on. things are just working for him, and he put some pretty, yeah, pretty great tape. All, on.
0: All, also, it's amazing the the stock movement and value movement on players week to week throughout the season. Like, yes, like Jadon Dotson. I mean, he kind of had a, his – he got hurt, like, pretty much later in the year and missed Burst a couple of First onto the games.
1: scene, missed a little bit in the middle, and then came back.
0: Right, and I just feel like, you know, that miss in the middle and then the team had kind of fallen off by the time he was back. Yeah. It just made people sort of put him in the back of their heads and out of sight, out of mind, Jahan Dotson kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, when you're right, I mean, I'd rather – I'd probably draft him over McLaren. Um and over a couple of other guys here. Um, I, the one guy I wouldn't have put him ahead of is Jordan Addison. Wow. Really? Just because of, I like Jordan Addison a lot as a prospect. I think he, he reminds me of Calvin Ridley a little bit. He's got to bulk up and, you know, hone in the, the pro level body here, but I think he'll, he'll do that. And I think he'll be the type of guy that can have a really long and and kind of successful career. Um, so i'd bring him in into our rankings here at 26 right behind him
1: those will be two interesting players to to watch their career kind of similar situation drafted as a wide receiver too right in the yeah. middle of the first round questions at quarterback obviously more stable franchise in minnesota but you know really just like explosive route runners so
0: yeah there's a, there's a lot to a lot of potential in it's both
1: it's interesting comparison i like that Uh, I'm going to go now to a high-risk, high-reward player. Um, And as I'm saying it, I'm already regretting it, but it's uh, (laughs) Traylon Burks uh, out of Tennessee. didn't. All right. Yeah, he slipped a little bit with the DeAndre Hopkins signing, but all reports are good so far. We were very high on this player as a prospect, and then the camp stuff came around where he was out of shape and he was hurt, and it was just kind of odd. Uh, I'm going to you know, hope that that was just like an odd occurrence. He didn't really, he wasn't ready. He was a kid yeah. and he's got his stuff together now because there's no denying this man's talent, size, speed, power. So I'm going Trey Burks there. Risky. Risky. It's risky. Gotta shoot sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I, um, I don't think you can let, I don't think we can let Michael Pittman drop any farther. Okay. Um, not necessarily a downfield guy. And I was torn up. I was very torn between him and Godwin here, um, who is also falling rapidly. Um, but I think that there's just, you know, he showed he can be a number one. He's super young. There, There's a depth of target concern for me with Michael Pittman, which is why he is as low as he is. Um, but it's, Obviously, he can be a franchise wide receiver and that he's the wide receiver one right now in Indianapolis. And um, there's certainly a lot of potential there. Again, I think, personally, think that Alec Pierce is going to beat out that contract. But for the sake, I'm sorry, beat him out for the big contract. They're different um, players. Because I think he's more of the downfield threat. You need them both. You need them both on a team, right? More and more we're seeing that take place. And I guess I'm just too scared to put Alec Pierce in my top 30 because of the <laughs> backlash that I'll get if I do that.
1: That's all right, Paul. You, <laughs> you know, but think about the praise when you when you hit on this sleeper call, you know?
0: You know, I wasn't thinking about it. We'll see who <laughs> I put at 30.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> we talked about him too much. I'm going Chris Godwin. To me, he's an older, less good Devontae Smith. So uh, just elusive smooth route runner gets off the ball really quick runs great routes great hands injury history and quarterback questions let him fall other than that he's proven to be an
0: elite NFL talent and why not you know I I got a lot of guys on my board here I'm looking at Quentin Johnston McLaurin Marquise Brown's a flowers (laughs) Amari Cooper DeAndre Hopkins, but nobody's, you know, like the DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, like there's not a ton of value dynasty-wise because it could be your last year next year. Um, Same redraft. Right, exactly. And like the same thing, I don't feel that way really about Mike Evans because he's just this crazy consistent stud, but I don't think you can put him top 30. And for that reason, I'm going to use the 30th slot to just take my shot. I put my name Behind your name, Alec. <laughs> I've been doing it all off season. I put my foot in my mouth and vomited Kendra Miller out to Carlos. <laughs> Along with a guy that I think also could be as good as you in dubs. Eh, you're not going to miss him. I, I agree. probably. <laughs> not. But I do think that he's got the potential to be a stud and that people are sleeping on my dog here. And so, Alec Pierce, welcome to the top 30, my friend. And the two that I'll throw
1: in there is my uh, high-risk, high-reward player. And then I'm going to give you another safe one. And the high-risk, high-reward one is Jameson Williams. Too good to not be mentioned in this conversation as a top 30 receiver. And then Deontay Johnson.
0: All right, all right.
1: I think he's proven to be a safe, solid fantasy asset, and he's young. These so. are your honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, yes. Safe and risky.
0: Everybody loves a good honorable mention. Everybody loves good honorable exit from a podcast. <laughs> so we want to thank you for listening. And we'll be back with the running backs.